You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. Do you feel it? Hey, it's vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Blossom, yes, Blossom. That's the only sad thing. I want to know what happens next. Right then. Doctor, whoever I'm about to be. Tag. You're it. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, Whovians. We are back for the last show of 2022. Gosh, this year, you know, even though we didn't really have a ton of new Doctor Who, it just feels like it flew by. And it we kept you guys entertained, I hope. And I hope you guys have enjoyed what we've talked about. And of course, we are continuing with our holiday theme specials. We are looking at a Christmas Carol, the first Matt Smith holiday special. And it was, to me, this one is one of my favorites. This is, you know, the class act and reminds me how much I loved Matt Smith as the doctor. And it was, you know, it's going to be a ton of fun to talk about. And it actually shocked me that we never talked about this one on the podcast. Because How did that happen? I, I don't know. <laughs> But, you know, want to wish a very happy holidays to my co-hosts, of course. Ms. Mary Ogles here. Happy holidays, uh, Mary. Oh, happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to everybody. So happy to be here. And, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. Happy Christmas, my friend. Howdy. Howdy holidays. Howdy holidays. That's what we should have. That's our t-shirt for next year. I was that just going to say that. that. I, we need to make a t-shirt out of well, that. That, that, <laughs> that is it. I will start designing it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could even have a whole collection of the Howdy Holidays t-shirts. <laughs> howdy everything. Exactly. Just need to have, make sure one of them at least is an ugly sweater. Oh, trust me. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we can do that. We totally can make it. We can make an, an ugly sweatshirt or an ugly ESO t-shirt. Hey, don't say anything about the ones that exist already. So we're not going <laughs> to. Nope. No, 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 I would never. They'd never. No, no. Hope everybody at home is having a great holiday too. But, you know, it's 
crazy that it's already Christmas time. It's already Hanukkah. It's already almost New Year's. It's just crazy. And, you know, we're starting over with 2023 and we still have 10, 11 months till <laughs> the new Doctor Who still. So we'll still be coming to you guys every other week and we will be talking all kinds of cool stuff. And we do have a live show already in the works for January. So it should be a ton of fun for us to do. And you know what? We'd love to hear from you guys. Feedback at earthstationwho.com. You know, definitely. How? What are you guys doing for the holidays? Are you guys doing anything Doctor Who themed? I know there's not a holiday special this year or a Christmas special, but, you know, do you guys sit around and watch some of the Christmas specials on Christmas Day? I know some of my Whovian friends do that. You know, they do like a marathon and everything. And so, you know, I'd love to hear what you guys do at home. You know, because, you know, even regular Doctor Who could be festive in its own way. You know, it's always an adventure. So it's pretty it should cool. It be interesting to see. Yeah, usually BBC America does a uh, sort of marathon um, of all the Christmas specials. I I wonder if they're going to do that this year. And if so, it'll probably be the last time they do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think next by this this time next year, I think most Doctor Who streaming is going to be on Disney. It's going to be on Disney. Yeah. I don't think we know yet when the date is, but I'm sure it's going to switch over at some point. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. I'm just still waiting to see the TARDIS with uh, Mickey ears on it. So it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. But, you know, Doctor Who news, not a ton of new Doctor Who news, except we got the new costume. So, so yes, we got the new costume for the Doctor and the Companion. For Ruby, they look good. Ruby Sunday. I still can't get used look, to that. Yeah, that's a silly. The name, the name <laughs> is silly. I, I still want to call her Ruby Tuesday. Yeah, I think that's sure. the point. Of course. Yeah. The joke. But, but they look good. Oh, I think they look I awesome. Like the you know, t- you know, I always like a good tweed or plaid, you know, it's whatever you want to call it. And I think he looks great in it. And the orange, I'm a huge orange fan anyway. And so I think it's pretty cool that, you know, he's wearing a fuzzy orange shirt. So, yes. And she does not have high heels on, which is really she's smart since boots. they run a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say the, the, the footwear is definitely key. Uh, a doctor and companion must have. Not only comfortable footwear, but footwear that's easy to run is she, in. Is she wearing Doc yes. Martens, I think? Or so, it looks like that. It's, it's some sort of boots. I'm yeah. not sure what they yeah. are. That's pretty uh, awesome. You know. um, yeah, I mean, they look good overall. To be honest with you, I was, I'm sort of underwhelmed. Uh, I mean, it looks it looks good, but it doesn't, it doesn't wow me. Um, I think it it just looks kind of okay. I'm not really like, you know, blown away by it. I'm not like, Oh man, that looks awesome. Uh, I want an action figure of that. Uh, you know, I, I, I just, uh, eh, it's kind of a little bland, but I can't wait to see what the people at Funko are saying about the patterns, trying to get that. (laughs) I know. Right. They are cursing up and down. I'm I'm kind of glad they went understated. Mm-hmm. And, I don't. I mean, that's actually kind of a hallmark of RTD's doctors. Well, look, yeah. Well, really think about it. His first top. doctor was wearing what a black leather jacket, a t-shirt, and you know, it's true, black yeah. pants. You know, so yeah. At least he gave Tennant a little, you know, 
change of costumes every once in a while. So it's it'll be very interesting. And this is just his first. We don't know if he's going to you know change throughout the season sure. or whatever. This is just yeah. the first shot of it. I like it. I truthfully do. And you know, um, maybe not the the fuzzy orange shirt, but you know. But it's, I still think it looks great. And I love the rings he was showing in the video. Uh, the rings are way cool. Yeah. The rings are very cool. Yeah, he had the rings and he's got a a pendant. And uh, I don't know how many you know folks have tried to zoom in on that to see if that has any significance. But uh, yeah, I noticed he's wearing a, a pendant. That's It's cool. I think it's going to be very neat to see. You know, uh, we need somebody on the show who's like a fashion critic. And I'd love to hear what they have to say. <laughs> Because <laughs> what not to wear. Exactly. Well, that that, that uh, orange top is certainly going to make it hard for him to hide in shadows. Ooh, definitely. Yeah, he's going to shine <laughs> like a beacon. <laughs> it's going to be like, whoa, turn it down. Coming from, you know, what Jody had a rainbow on her shirt, on her black shirt, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so, you know, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. And you know what? I'm very much get, it's it got me even more excited about the season because all we've seen him is either in like David Tennant's you know button down shirt with the open with the tie and everything, or we've seen what people wanted the costume to do photo like all photoshopped and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad yeah. we finally got something official, and I knew we would in the because they were already starting to film the, the first season with him. So you know I'm just I'll be. Fo- very curious to see what they do and everything. Yeah, I mean, and also that's, you know, the costume is like usually the first concrete thing that really shows that they're filming, mm-hmm. that they're starting the new series. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I know many people who wished when Colin changed, you know, regenerated, they said, oh, that can't be his costume. No, that multi multicolor thing. <laughs> and that yeah. was it. No way. Exactly. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then it all went downhill from there. <laughs> It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> costume was the least uh, thing that people were complaining about. Happening. Oh, yes. yeah. Very much so. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with it. And, you know, I'm going to hold judgment until we watch them on the big screen. And we have quite a long time still to do that. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. About a year. Yeah. So, because I think his first full episode is going to be the Christmas special. So they they did announce there was going to be eight episodes. Yes, but we don't so. know if that's going to include the holiday special or if it's eight episodes plus a holiday special. Plus, yeah, we're not sure. Because they said we are getting one for 2023 and we are getting one for 2024. So, yeah, he's but, already he said he'd already written the one for 23 and was in the middle of writing the one for 24. Mm-hmm. So. So thank goodness with that. We will have to see what happens. But, you know, definitely, you know, in the meantime, we have a lot to look forward to, like stories or if people are coming back or whatever. And don't, folks, don't believe all these rumors you're hearing because there's a lot of crap swirling out there and about the series and how they're going to, you know, how much Disney's going to be fitting in. We're going to be doing an episode talking about Disney in a couple weeks. So, you know, we'll talk all about it then, but you know, I don't think it's necessary for us to focus on that right now. Let's focus on the positive. 
as we like to say. So it should be kind of cool. But, you know, otherwise, I think, you know, there's not much other Doctor Who news, especially around the holidays and such. So let's, um, I guess we'll just jump into our holiday special. The skies of this entire world are mine. My family tamed them and now I own them. There are 4,003 people in a spaceship trapped in your cloud belt. Without your help, they're going to die. You don't have to let that happen. I know, but I'm going to. Whatever happens tonight, remember, you brought it on yourself. Was that a sort of threaty thing? We're only asking for one day. Just let her out for Christmas. Nobody has to die. Everybody has to die. Not tonight. Not as good as any other night. Tonight, I'm a ghost of Christmas past. So we are going back. Ready for this, folks? We are going back to the year. Oh my goodness, 2010. Ooh, 12, 12 years ago, folks. God, I can't believe wow. it's twelve years ago. Right? Wow. And everything. So December twenty fifth, uh, twenty. 10 and it is going to be awesome we are talking all about the christmas carol and you know what it was directed by toby haynes written by stephen moffat of course matt smith as the 11th doctor and you got amy and rory so karen gillen and arthur darvel on their honeymoon on their honeymoon and doing a little role play doing cosplay or role play <laughs> not cosplay <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. why are you dressed that way um, shut up <laughs> <laughs> so but it was also awesome because we got uh, michael gambon who is just amazing in this role the only thing i had ever seen him in before this was dumbledore on harry potter oh wow and so it was it was very he a, interesting. A villain. Oh, he was awesome. He was, you know, very cool as Kazrin and, you know, you know, wanted to call him Ebenezer the whole time. So it's okay. Yeah. He's, sure. he's very Scrooge-ish. Yeah, absolutely. And that is, that is intentional. Oh, I know. But it was interesting because, you know, like we've been watching the different holiday specials before this and especially the David Tennant era, they weren't solely christmas theme and jumping into the matt smith era this couldn't be much more christmasy the only thing was missing was santa you know type thing <laughs> yeah we get around well, to santa later yes we do. I think, uh, we do i, th I think with rtd his christmas episodes uh were all um you know christmas seemed to be kind of forced into a story right um uh, maybe it was in the background or he would, you know, they had the Santa robots and that kind of thing, but they weren't, you know, they were about as Christmassy as Die Hard, right? right. Um, whereas this one, I mean, uh, Steven is like, look, I'm going to take, you know, probably one of the most famous stories, <laughs> Christmas stories for sure, sure, but famous stories of, of all literature and uh, use it to inspire a, a Doctor Who episode in a way that uh, has never been done before. And it it totally works. Um, this is my, not only my favorite of the uh, Christmas specials, but one of my favorite episodes, period. I just think it's so well done. Um, so interesting, the concept. I've seen it a few times, but I'll tell you what, the only, the one thing that I always forget about is the fish. 
Like I, for some reason, I'm like the fish is so they're, the fisheries are so odd that I just kind of forget about them. And whenever I watch the episode, like I did the other day when I saw this one, I was like, "Oh yeah, the fish." Like, <laughs> There's a shark. Like, that's a, There's oh, a yeah. shark. That, that's yeah. that's that, that that's a weird choice. <laughs> but it kind of has a you know it kind of has a Douglas Adams feel to it, like with the with the, adding the fish to it. Like it just it it feels like it works for some weird reason. It does. Yeah, it's I just, think, it's, to me anyway. It's very whimsical. But I think it, yes. it, you know, that that's okay because the whole tone of it is is kind of whimsical and it's sort of the, you know, just just like a, a step off the Christmas Carol story. It's like what would happen if we <laughs> told the same story but we made it a little more absurd. <laughs> oh, very and, much and so. Yeah, I mean, I think he had a lot a lot of fun with it. And to me, this is the best Christmas special of all the Doctor yeah. Who oh, Christmas yeah. specials. I kind of agree with you guys on that one and you actually find a lie that the psychic paper couldn't even cover like all i see is squiggly lines <laughs> it's like, oh. so you know i just thought it was awesome and matt was wonderful in this oh, he, he's so good in this matt he's is so good in this from his entrance down the chimney till the very end he is just so delightful mm-hmm. um it you know i always again it's one of those things where i always kind of forget you know we just saw a couple of david uh stories with david Tennant, and david is 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 absolutely a master like he's just so good and you're thinking wow it doesn't get much better than this and then you see matt and you're like it's a totally different thing you know because they were inspired by totally different you know other doctors but I mean, it's it's done so well, and Matt is just—he owns the screen. He owns the screen with his boyish charm and his his uber intelligence. It's just a wacky. He is so—he is so manic in this. It's just amazing the energy yeah. he's putting off, and like you said, the boyish—you know—energy, and you know the scenes where, like, one scene he's talking to, you know. Kazran, old Kazran, and then he goes next scene. He's like within three seconds, he's in the movie talking to the young kid and everything. And Moffat captured time travel so well that he, you know, the whole thing about changing a person's history because if a time traveler went back and you know, cre- you know, fixed it all or not changed it, and it was just real. It was really well done. It was just really. It's like and. It, the scenes where it's just literally it's Michael Gambon talking to himself. Literally. I do remember this. I remember, wait, don't go in there. There's a, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. just, it's just awesome to see and everything. And you could see his character changing right in front of you. And that's just so good. And the talent they had in this and Catherine Jenkins was just awesome in this too. You know, she was, great and her voice well she's an opera singer of course her oh, voice yeah she had god what a beautiful voice she had that, the right man. sort of ethereal tone <laughs> ethereal look to her like she looked very fragile and mm. uh, very angelic very angelic yeah yep yep and <laughs> you know once the doctor learns that she's dying of some disease or whatever you know the doctor has a tardis he can go anywhere in the universe though couldn't he have found a place to cure the poor lady? 
Well, no. that's the eternal question. I, I assume she's a yeah. fixed point. <laughs> no, of course she's a fixed point. Sure. Because we hand wave it away. <laughs> sure. I mean, he sure. also doesn't show much concern for what seems to be hundreds of other people frozen. Yeah. Oh, there. no one else. Just, you know, <laughs> poor Abigail. <laughs> but the other people, they're just, you know, they're just doing their time till their debt is paid off. It's like, mm -hmm. and yeah. so this is just a sign that you better pay off your credit cards, folks. Just remember well, that. I mean, yeah. Or I you'll mean, be that's on just ice. another, that's a Charles Dickens reference. It's debtor's present. Oh, very it's much just, so. It's just that they're, they happen to be frozen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Their assets literally are put on ice. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, you said it, Mike. I mean, I will, I will fight anybody on this but nobody nobody has a mastery of time travel like Stephen Moffat does mm -hmm. he has introduced so many amazing time travel stories to Doctor Who I mean he really emphasizes that he's a time traveler and then plays with it in ways that um no one else has had didn't had done before nor has done since um I, I just think it's masterful um and this is a great example of it used. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, sometimes he's a little too ambitious. But in this case, like with Blink, it's amazing. And mm -hmm. in this is like, it's just as amazing, I think. Um, uh, it's such a great use. And using time travel and 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 sort of the um, the sort of insp inspiration of the, the, the three ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, um, it's it's just really clever oh and it was brilliant the way they did the future and showing it you know it's like you know when they were showing it to the kid this is your future right you know yes and he's like okay get it over with let me sh uh, see, let me see my future and he's like i am showing your future now and and it's so it's it's such a clever idea that it's like he's showing the kid his future not not him as an adult, his future. Like that's right. It makes that was it makes so much more sense to show it to the kid. So powerful, yeah. so powerful. Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing. And like, look, you're your father, and he's a jerk. Yep. And so are you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> look, you turned into the guy you hate. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, they always say, you know, a lot of times you become your parents, and he literally did, and you know. A lot of people <laughs> played by the same actor. Exactly. <laughs> you know, all you have to do is put an evil goatee on yourself and you could be the, you know. <laughs> so he could have, he could have been, you know, basically the Kazran from the alternate universe for the mirror universe. That's it. Okay. Yes. Sure. So. Bizarro Kazran. Yeah. And it was interesting too, because, you know, the Starliner, I love how the bridge mirrored what the enterprise was at the top, you know, especially like the next generation look and feel. Oh yeah. It was very Star Trekky. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Even the, even the outside of the ship was, was it really reminded you of Star Trek ships. Mm -hmm. And it was, but it was interesting too, because you had, like we said, you had the Star Trek feel to compare it with the, you know, the Dickens era planet. And, you know, even though they had high technology, it still felt like you were in the late 1800s in London. Yes. So it was just, it was just. They, uh, the ship was coming from Earth, though, right? So it's not like it was a, 
um, like a different species of, of uh, aliens, if you will, or other life forms. They were, I guess there is there an earth colony. Is that, yeah. is that fair? Yeah. Is that, uh, yes, they were. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's what it seemed like anyway. Cause I, yeah. I noticed like when they were showing the dates and stuff, it was like the year 4,000 something, something. So yeah, they were from earth probably a thousand, couple thousand years ago. And so they were, they probably were colonists eventually, but now they're whatever. And says, what do I care if, you know, 4,000 new, you know, heads, I don't want to feed them, you know? And, you know, he was just a jackass. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he outscrewed screwed. Well, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's like, it's not going to land on my place. So I don't care if they crash. Yeah. I mean, that was, I think, a very pointed poke, <laughs> you know, at, at current events and, and sure. the state of the war or world at the time. And also now um, <laughs> where selfishness, you know, has caused a lot of suffering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing to me. One of my one of my favorite stories, of course, is Christmas Carol, period. It came out in 1843. And. Like it's just as relevant now, <laughs> maybe even more so, so as enough. it was in 1840. <laughs> and it's like, wow. I mean, talk about writing a uh, perennial sto a story that just you know uh, is is a, is lives through the ages. I mean, it, it, we kind of wish it didn't. I probably Dickens would be like, really, that's still going on, but um, it's still relevant. Yes, it is, Charles. Sorry, it is because because people are people, I guess. Yeah, that sounds about right, and. You know, it doesn't seem like in a lot of places it's getting easier. And, you know, you still have the rich. Oh, you want off for Christmas break? What? No, we need to have our widgets made or whatever you're doing. And, you know, well, we'll give you, ah, humbug, we'll give you the night off for Christmas Eve. But be back here on Monday morning. <laughs> All the earlier. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and... And this year in particular, with Christmas being on a Sunday, it's like, oh, yeah, we don't get as many days off as we usually do because it's like it's easier when it's during the week. Um, yes and no. My company's like my company is closing on Friday and Monday for the holiday. Well, you're lucky. Yeah, but I know a lot of yeah. companies. Judy's is doing the same and a few others. So but, you know, at least some people, a lot of places, because I think the federal holiday is going to be Monday for this. Sure. Yeah, right yeah, Monday, yeah, it's but... Monday. I mean, Barbara got Friday and Monday too. Yeah. I mean, I'm Michelle sure. Michelle doesn't get Friday off. No. I'm sure a lot of people didn't. No, I'm sure. Yeah. And everything. So it's, but it was interesting too because this, this story, you know, was so well done and it brought back so many, you know, callbacks to old Doctor Who or past seasons and such, you know. Anything from like when Karzan and young Karzan and the doctor uh, opened the the ice chamber and, you know, they were wearing fezes and, you know, and such. It was really cute because, of course, the doctor can never pass up a fez. But... <laughs> fezes no, are cool. No, not at all. Yeah. No, not at all. But, yeah, but... yeah, he won't get the Stetson until next season. Nope. The, ne <laughs> <laughs> the very next episode, but then River, River shoots it off. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it was interesting. Too. Uh, but yeah, the the kids wearing uh, the kids wearing the scarf at one point in one of the pictures, um, and of course, you know, thrown in there, we get this wonderful scene 
of them at uh at, at a party uh christmas party in hollywood and uh you know this is the big scene where um uh the big event where the doctor gets married to marilyn monroe which is we don't actually see but man that's another thing that's like they could have easily like tried to hire a marilyn lookalike or something like that but you know what Stephen leaves it to our imagination and that's exactly where it should be because it's just it's just an amazing thing to think about. Yeah, go grab your coat, Marilyn. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he almost seems like he's, I mean, I don't know. They say it's, it seems like he's drunk there. And it's like, wow, does the doctor get drunk? That's a good question. Okay, he's so hyper all the time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's so hard to tell. Exactly. And he was just singing with Frank. So, you know, yeah. I can see where that would be a high. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. You know, and exactly. I love it when, uh, you know, when Kazan and Abigail were like making out and it's like, well, do you guys ever stop? You know, how do you breathe? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so that was, it was really cute. And there were a lot of great points in this and, and I loved it. And it was, it was, it was a perfect amount of comedy and, you know, adventure and tying it into a story that we're very familiar with. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those episodes where everything works. The production, the direction, the acting, the writing, it all comes together. Mm -hmm. It is just such an enjoyable episode. And it had flying sharks, which is awesome. Which, I mean, that alone. Absolutely, (laughs) yeah. Exactly. The the poor sonic screwdriver. (laughs) (laughs) Half of it's still in that thing. Exactly. Well, it's trying to repair itself, but why is it blinking? And I loved it when the shark was in the ice chamber. It was just like, I guess it's feeling better. <laughs> the, the the fin, yeah. you know, the fin dude, going dude, by in the fog. I was just like, that's it's ridiculous, but it it's it's works because, like Mary said, the whole tone is like a fable, right? Yeah, I think I think that's why you can get away with it. It's just, I mean, yeah. it's so, it's such an assertist, assertist, absurdist fantasy anyway. I mean, so it's already, it's from, from the very beginning, it's ridiculous. And so you can really get away with it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And, you know, the, I love the little fish around the lights. It That was just so very well done. And it wasn't like in your face either, except for the shark, but that's, something else <laughs> but the little like the feeder fish and all the fish you know floating around and everything and i just thought it was great i just thought it was a ton of fun and each you know each character you felt for and it was it was cool and i'm glad it wasn't overly amy and rory too they were just in it just enough yeah they were in it very little mm-hmm. actually yeah that's what i mean yeah. just enough yeah. <laughs> so i thought that was pretty cool are, uh, are we amy and rory Hayes? no not at all no, i love amy and rory no and that's what i, thought I that. love you know how you know she she was talking to the doctor are you lying you know are you talking are you lying to me and it's like oh no no and it's like uh-huh and then she turns around and lies to rory oh hush it's everything's okay yeah. well what's even better of that is she's like you know what do you take me for you know i'm not stupid you know and then she goes and lies to rory like as if okay well he's stupid so i can lie yeah. to him you won't know but that's the that's the relationship right there you know and it's 
that's says it right you know the whole thing you know she always thought you know she, well she's the obviously the alpha in the relationship anyway and you know so and it was just you know and so you know she always was like always throughout the whole run of them she's always like talking down to him always treating him with kid gloves oh it's okay dear it's you know that type of thing and you saw and you saw that that just makes it even better though when he has his moments where he shows his he's actually the one who's got you know sort of that inner core strength and that bravery and so when somebody needs to step up he steps up when somebody needs to tell the doctor off he tells him off well, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, the doctor saved the day again." And then she, and he was like, "Yeah, kind of, sort of." He he did, yeah, because <laughs> he, you know, was like, "Hey, I did my thing too," so it was good. Yeah, well, there's that, you know. I mean, he's still jealous, obviously. I mean, uh, and there's moments where you know, and it looks like Amy is like really still taken with him, but uh, it's a connection that's not not the same. Not the same. Mm-hmm. Nope. Agreed. Because as as you know, because even though in this the doctor gets married to Marilyn, uh probably like the, you know, epitome of a sex symbol, um the Matt's doctor, you know, and he's the one that actually does get married later on to River. Um, the next season. You know, he just sort of seems yeah, he just sort of seems like asexual. And even in this in, in particular, like uh, the scenes are really wonderful where uh, the young boy, Kazrin, as a young boy, is asking him things like, you know, like, hey, if uh, if a woman's crying, do I go and talk to her? And, you know, the 11th Doctor's like, I, I don't know. I don't have no <laughs> idea. Or, or like, hey, I think she's going to kiss me. What do I do? And he's like, I you know, just don't ask just, me, kid. You know, <laughs> yeah, don't 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 come to me with that kind of advice for that sort of yeah, thing. And doctor's like, I don't know. Yeah. That's you that's human stuff. Come on. And yeah, there was just so much fun in this. And you know, I'm trying watching it, I kept on saying, Okay, what was bad about this? What sucked? You know, everything from the doctor coming down the fireplace and going, you know, I just saw the fireplace and I figured, why the heck not? You know, <laughs> you know, and it it was just it was just awesome. And it it worked. Everything worked in this one. You know, we've everyone we've reviewed so far, we have found, oh, the third act didn't work or this didn't work. This one I thought was pretty much. It just works. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the best. Mm-hmm. It is. So any final thoughts before we go ahead and rate this one? Wow. You think of anything. <laughs> I think we've been felling over this one long enough. All right. Yeah, one we're just kind of gushing <laughs> yeah. at this point. Are sure. we doing five five TARDISes all the way across? Oh, I'm definitely going five TARDISes. <laughs> Five, five yeah, me too. for me. This is, it It doesn't get any better than this uh, for a Christmas story and even all the stories in general. Like, it's just so well done um, and uh, everybody performs really well. It's just top notch. And it's one that, you know, if you, if you have someone in your life that is not familiar with the doctor, they're going to be familiar with Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. So 
this is a great entry point, I think, for Doctor Who fan or, you know, would be Doctor Who fans, potential Doctor Who fans, because this is uh, something that they can recognize, um, but also with a different twist to it. No, very much so. And I guess, yeah, this would be a good starting point, even though we've always said that the 11th hour, which was beginning of the last season. Well, sure. I think that's story. a better starting you can, you can point have, only can, because yeah. then you get to enjoy the whole season <laughs> leading up to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But but still, you could definitely start with this one, oh, I think. very much so. If you haven't watched Doctor Who, this is the Doctor's character in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And, oh, right from this point, because the next one is the is the where the Doctor dies in the very first episode, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and it's okay. I'm spoiling uh, something that, you know, is over 11 years old, folks. (laughs) It's okay. You know, I mean, everybody knows the doctor dies at some point. Of course. Um, But uh, just like, uh, what is it? Death has to, uh, um, Kazrin at some point says, death comes to us all. Like, we all die sometime. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. Um, But I also want to just point out real quick that uh, uh, through this whole year, I think um, uh, I've been, you know, Matt Smith has done a lot this year. And granted, this is a 12, 11-year-old story, but still, well, just watching it made me think, man, Matt is amazing. Uh, you know, um, he was the only, the only good thing about Morbius, which is a horrible movie <laughs> that I don't recommend anybody see. But in House of Dragon, I think certainly in the maybe in the first half of the show and maybe even uh, sometime later, the show is decent, but I mean, he carries it. He is amazing in that show. Um, you don't even think about him as the doctor while watching house of the yeah. dragon. You completely forget of his character as the doctor. He's so different. He's so great. And uh, you know, I think finally we're seeing him sort of come into his own. He's no longer going to be that guy that played the doctor. I think people are, he's going to go on and do much, much, much better things and greater, have greater, even greater opportunities. I would say yes, but I think everyone's still going to remember him as the doctor. Look at David Tennant. He's done a ton of crap and, you know, big Hollywood productions and, you know, a lot of different, he does, he's done, you know, Shakespeare, he's done all this different stuff, but he's still mostly known as the doctor. Yeah, because he hasn't done anything that's really had a role that sort of eclipsed that. I mean, he's done a lot of stuff, but most of it has been eh, all right, you know, but nothing to uh, put him on the scale. Like even, you know, even House of Dragons is like way bigger than Doctor Who is. Like he gets more people watching House of Dragons than ever watched Doctor Who. So, I mean, that's a big step up. The same thing with as much as I hate to say it, I think more people saw Morbius then watch doctor who like he is like he's in a big marvel movie you know and then now granted david was in a marvel thing too but i it was on netflix it's a tv show that now it doesn't count as the mcu and i think a lot of people claimed his performance but you know i i I think you know i'm not i'm not comparing them as uh as their acting ability i'm just saying that i think matt is stepping up finally to a level that I think the sky's the limit for this guy, as is as it is for David as well. Oh, very much so. And I think, you know, we're got, they had this Peter Capaldi was just in this amazing um, show on Amazon where he was basically a criminal mastermind. And yeah, the Stephen Moffat show. Yeah. Right? And so it's it's I haven't watched it yet, but everyone who's been raving about it, and so yeah. it's 
And I definitely want to see that as well. I think Good Omens was actually a pretty big thing for David mm-hmm. Tennant. Yep, you're yeah. right. You're right. Absolutely. Very much so. And, and also The Crown was a pretty big... In fact, I would say that maybe The Crown was the breakout role for Matt Smith. For Matt. Smith. Mm-hmm. For Matt? I mean, yeah. for, for yeah, moving I mean, yeah, away I, yeah. from the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was a great Prince Philip. Yeah. yeah. I, I would love to see Matt again at some point. Obviously not like, you know, not like David is coming, but I hope sometime we do get to see. But I mean, as far as those people who are hoping that we'll see like 11th Doctor, Matt Smith, big finish, uh, you're probably going to have to wait quite a while. <laughs> Most likely. Most likely. But it is nice that also both Matt Smith and David Tennant have seemed to have really loved their time on Doctor Who. Yes. And always speak about it in a way that, that um you know is very respectful and and seems like they actually really enjoyed their time there and you know don't mind coming back every once in a while and playing around in that sandbox i'm sorry mary are you suggesting that some others haven't no i would never (laughs) i have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) craziness you crazy kids you so that is going to wrap up this episode. I think it's pretty cool that we had an amazing holiday special right before Christmas, which is pretty awesome. Yes, absolutely. This was this was the the best one to end on before Christmas. Absolutely. Exactly. So, yep, we will be back again, of course, in two weeks. And we are going to be talking about the last of the Christmas specials that we are going to be reviewing. We are, of course, going to be talking about the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. So, yay. What a, a great, what a great way to start the new year. Yep. Well, well. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> but, but as a reminder, folks. Sorry, I tried to say that with a straight face, but <laughs> I know. Just, but uh, Mary, Mary broke and I just couldn't, no. I couldn't hold it in anymore. So, uh, yeah. Everything that's right about this one that we've talked about works. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it in a couple not, of weeks. Not quite the same. <laughs> not the same. Not quite the same. Not the, maybe, maybe it's aged. Maybe <laughs> but, it's aged uh, better. We'll, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it has. You're right. I haven't seen it since uh, it aired. Actually, so um, I know. haven't seen it in a long time. So, so you know, we might come back and go. So it'll be uh, try to go in with fresh eyes. Exactly. We might be completely surprised. You never know. So. Absolutely. Definitely should be interesting to see and definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Feedback at com. Let us know what you guys thought. Everybody, we hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. Thank you for joining us. We do appreciate you guys more than you ever could imagine. And thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's a ton of Doctor Who out there and, you know, everyone's trying to put out material right now until Doctor Who's back. So. We appreciate you taking the extra time to listen to us. And let's thank our crew, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. Thank you, as always. As always, it's my pleasure. Yes, and I wish everybody best wishes for the holiday season and for the new year. And, of course, Mary Ogle. Do you want to promote your stuff, Mary? You can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVisionArts. Oh, that's going to be great. You know, you could still get an after Christmas gift from Mary's site. Yes. Definitely. And, you know, any little bit helps, folks. Any little bit helps. And, you know, speaking of little bits helps, we do have a Tee Public store. So you can definitely check out 
our T public store, we're going to be adding the link to it actually to the Earth Station Who website. So check it out. It'll be up on the top of top navigation by the time this episode goes live and you can get our new logo t-shirt. I actually got mine in the mail the other day and it looks awesome. So it's very cool. You can even get, you know, the new logo on a sweatshirt or you can get it on a mug or you can get it on a mouse pad. Does anyone even use mouse pads anymore? So I have not used a mouse pad in like 15 years. Yeah, I was going to say, since they got rid of the trackballs and we were on uh, like lasers now, you don't really need the mouse pads. So it's like, why sell them? You know, who knows? They do make good soundproofing, though, if you get enough of them, you know, through the room and everything. So it's pretty cool. But folks, thank you very much. We'll see you in two weeks. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. And see you in 2023. Wow. Wow. We'll see you next year. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Peace. And we're done. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. for a promo for the Epsilon 3 podcast. The Epsilon 3? What do we talk about? It's a Babylon 5 rewatch podcast. Babylon 5? What's that? It's the greatest 1990s sci-fi show in history. How are we going to watch it? With glee and excitement. How would we rate those kind of episodes? Out of jump gates. How many jump gates? Out of five jump gates. Because it's Babylon 5. That is correct. If you go to Zahadum, you will die. But you know what you won't do? You won't die listening to the Epsilon 3 Podcast, right here on the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.